Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, in light of the uh, end of the football season and the upcoming big game here, on today's show, we've got some strategies, lessons, and words of wisdom from the game of football that you can apply to your financial plan so you can retire like a champion. We're going to kick it off right now. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Cruising through retirement. We're cruising through some football today. Kevin Brooker is here, of course, and a fiduciary investment advisor representative. Silverleaf Financial, we know the drill. We'll talk more about you. But uh, so first of all, though, hey, Kevin, what's going and on? Not too much. And you can put in uh, avid football fan on my title, too. So Avid football fan. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think everybody is at this time of year, oh, right? I think so. And hey, you know what? We got Swifties paying attention now. So I get... I know. It's, it's, yeah, I it's very funny. A guy, a guy I work with is, was saying he was out, uh, they were out last weekend um, at some place, and, and um, the waiter asked if they were Swifty. Is, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh... and, and Morgan said, no, I'm a football fan. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily put myself in the Swifty camp, but, but I'll tell you what, I am, nope. I am a bigger fan of hers uh, after reading so much about her considering the NFL appearances. Um, well, you, yeah. you know, and I think it's pretty amazing what she's accomplished. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, she's the biggest pop star since Elvis. Think, there's no question. No, no question about it. And, and, and she's pretty darn good at business too. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Truly. Right? I mean, yeah. she's, yeah. you know, so, uh, so yeah, I think, uh, what did I see? I, I, I saw something, uh, uh, somebody said, you know what, Travis Kelsey, he's made a lot of great catches in his career, but she has got to be the best one. <laughs> you know, there's a point hey, to that. Yep. You know what? I, I've i always liked the story personally. I've always thought it's uh, very appropriate for, uh, you know, professional athletes to get together with, you know, actresses or entertainers or musicians well, or yeah. other very successful people. And uh, sure. so to me, it, to me, it's a great fit. I hope, I hope it works. I wish them the best. And uh, I'm glad she brought more eyeballs to watching football. So, yeah, again, there's, um, you know, all the weird bets that you can put on the put put on oh, the game. It's yeah, crazy. And one of them is asks if one of them a bet you can put money on 
if tw- t- Taylor Swift announces that she's pregnant during the oh, Super Bowl. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I thought what? Who's what? I I thought it was going to be about uh, you know endorsing a politician. Um, oh no 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 no. <laughs> Um, but then it's like, um, what kind of shoes will will Travis Kelsey wear? Like, Is cares? that right? Well, you, you know oh, what? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I'll admit I haven't looked at those. Um, I, I, I will yeah. say I, I did look at when DraftKings first got you know first got legalized in Arizona. Uh, I went to DraftKings and I was going to set up an account. You know, they're, they're like, hey, we'll give you all this free money to bet. So I thought, right. great, yeah. sounds good. And I tried. I wanted to use a credit card. And at that point, I don't know if it's still the same or not, but they required you to set up a direct link to your bank account. And, oh! And I said, "Okay, I'm I'm out of here. I'm not doing that." <laughs> Gambling problem? Much? <laughs> I mean, you know, it makes it too. It easy. It makes it way too easy. And and I've got a I've got a very big paranoia about you know who I let give who I give access to my bank account info. Um, you yeah. know, and I just I just generally don't do it. So, uh, but the only companies I'll do that. You know, are, the only ones are companies like utilities and you know yeah, the cable right. company or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, so that, so that, yeah, that's not, you know, my problem, you know, my, my problem with gambling is I can't deal with a loss. I, I, I just, <laughs> I hate, I hate losing. So I've, I've been to, you well, know, yeah. I've been to Vegas many, I've been to Vegas a lot of, many times and, and I've stayed yeah. at the, the, you know, the casino hotels many times. And, uh, I don't think I haven't probably the last 10 times I was there. I didn't, I didn't touch a gambling, uh, a gambling tool or a board or a table or anything else. Wow. That's good for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, it, it's just like I said, I just get too, I get too bothered when I lose. Sure. And then I walk away from him. I'm saying, how stupid can I be? I know the odds are with the casino. The odds are with the, with well, the house. So, well, right? I mean, yes. So, and, well, it's like they say, if you, if you don't play, you can't win. That's right. You can't lose either, though. So, <laughs> and you can't lose. Exactly. That's the better that's, one. That's the better, that's the better one for me. Because I'll tell you, the way that it, years ago I did gamble and I played blackjack and things like that. And, and usually it, it, it's like five minutes. I'm out of hundred bucks. And, and yeah. I said, all right, I worked too hard for my money to do that. So anyway, so listen, if you guys are gambling, if you're making bets, I, I hope they pay off for you. I wish you the best of luck. Be careful. It's only your know, money you can afford to lose. And have a good time. Enjoy the game. Um, sure. Well, I think, you know, setting this whole thing up, or obviously we're talking about football, but it, as we put this together, it became very clear that there is a direct correlation, I think, between football and re- planning for retirement. There's a lot of similarities, believe it. Oh, there, there are. There are. And I think, and I think uh, uh, there's a lot of ways to apply the similarities. And I, and I love some of the football quotes. You know, one of them from uh, Vince Lombardi, uh, something like, the, the only place um, – what is it? The only place success. success is in front of work or before work is in the dictionary. Something like that. Exactly. Like that. That's perfect. I think that's a, that is a fantastic line. It's very so true, right? You got to oh, yeah. put in the work. And, and you got to put in the work with retirement too and financial planning as well, right? And, sure. And, and one of the things, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about a lot before, I've mentioned it, you know, about being in the red zone, you know, talking about the football red zone, right? And uh, so yes. in, in the case of investing in the retirement world, we consider that most of us consider that the five years, five to ten years before you know your planned retirement date, and and that is the point that you know you'd say uh, essentially a critical period financially because if you make bad decisions when you're that close to retirement, your retirement date can really get pushed back. It can completely mm-hmm. derail your retirement, and so. That doesn't sound like fun at all. No, it doesn't sound fun. No, not at all. Right? <laughs> I know because with me, I, I am in that red zone now. And, and that's what I think a lot about when I'm getting ready to buy a stock. I'm saying, okay, well, how much can I afford to lose? 
And, and so personally, I prefer to start off when I'm talking to, to, to clients or potential clients. I want to start off talking about their risk. How much are you risking and how much are you prepared to lose? And, and that's how I like to get started. Um, but, you know, when, you, when we're talking about football, we're always talking about, you know, offense and defense and special teams. And uh, yes. right in the offense, you always want to move the ball, right? You want to move the ball. Well, yeah. So you get so you're in that financial red zone. How do we advance? How do you advance? You know what? I think it's very important to remember that D word, the diversification word. All right. It's especially more important as you get closer to retirement, because, for instance, what a lot of people love to do is buy technology stocks. And and a lot of people over the last uh, few years, not just people, not just individuals, but institutions as well, have been loading up on what was called the magnificent seven stocks. You know, the mm-hmm. Apple and Meta and Microsoft and Tesla and NVIDIA and Google. I think that's all of them. Um, anyway, the seven big tech stocks, the mega cap uh, tech stocks, and, they're, they, and they've worked beautifully. They have performed very, very well. But what tends to happen is it gets a snowball effect and people keep jumping on that bandwagon, jumping on the snowball or rolling the snowball. And nonetheless, yeah. you get to the point your valuation is very high. So in other words, a lot of these stocks, their historical evaluation for the last 10 years, let's say it's uh, you know 20 times earnings, right? But if you look at them okay. now, price to earnings is what I'm referring to. If you look at them now, most of them are trading significantly above that average, like some 30, 31, 32 times earnings. Like I think Apple and I think Meta are both at around 30 times earnings, uh, far above the historical, uh, historical average. And so that's something that when I look at it, I say, you know what? It could keep on going just because the stock is high. You know, how high is too high, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean it can't keep going. It might keep going. But at the same time, it would not be unreasonable to see these things turn around and give up some of those gains. And so what I'm getting at is the diversification component should keep you from putting all of your eggs in one basket or even two or three baskets. In other words, you okay. know, I like don't that. have everything in one sector of the stock market. Sure. So that's offense. And all right, how do we defense? How do we play defense when it comes to retirement? You know what defense, again, in that red zone for retirement is you're getting closer and closer because what we want to remember, one of the biggest risks that you face in that red zone is sequence risk. And sequence risk has to do with the sequence of returns from your investments, those last few years before retirement, and then those first several years of retirement. And what that means, I like to use the example of the 1990s. And, and if you're not familiar with the 90s, then you're probably not that old anyway. So, you know, so you should be okay. All right. But, I, but sure. I joke, you know what? But if you go back to the 90s and you say you retired in 1990 or 1991 and you left everything in the stock market, you should have done fantastically well because that was a great booming decade and you'd have done really well. So you could have had everything in the market and, and been pulling out, you know, your 4% withdrawals, which is a standard, you know, withdrawal amount. And by the end of that decade, you probably had more money than you did when you started even considering your withdrawals, because the sequence of returns was very favorable for you, meaning the first several years of retirement were all very good years. Versus, now let's say you retire at the end of 1999, and you still leave everything in the stock market, right? Now this guy, this person's sequence risk is not good, all right? Because we know in 2000, 2001, and 2002, the market went down, down, and further down. So by the end of 02, October of 02, you're down almost 50% on your money. So that person that left that money in the stock market, that sequence risk did him in because his portfolio has been cut in half three years into retirement. So that is why you wow. want to pay attention and be aware 
of sequence risk because sometimes we forget, yeah, the market is average, you know, 9% returns roughly, but it's not like it's every year 9%, right? We can be, we can be right. down 20, down 30, the, the next year up 20, up 30, up 40. And if you're on the wrong end of that trade, it can devastate you. So the answer to the you know, long answer to that question, Steve, is fixed income. That is how you diversify. That's how you play defense with your portfolio is by having some, some fixed income in there, meaning some bonds. It could be corporate bonds, treasury bonds, or any number of other vehicles, but they need to be more conservative vehicles. There's a lot of people, you know, some of the things that I do is some of the investments I use that uh, is considered a defensive strategy. It's called covered call writing. And without getting too complicated, you, you buy a position in a stock and then you sell call options against that stock. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you've got a stock at 80 bucks and you buy it. And then at the same time, you sell a $100 call option that's good, that exp- expires in, I don't know, four months. All right. So what happens when you sell that? It brings in a premium, which means it, it brings you money. So it lowers your cost basis. So in that in that situation, maybe you got five bucks for it and you paid 80. So it's actually, you know, uh, your cost basis isn't exactly 80. It's more like 75. And so it gives you a little bit of a hedge. And now in that example, if the market, if the stock took off and it kept on running and it goes past 100, then it's going to get called at 100 where the other person could exercise it. So the drawback to it is you do limit your upside but it's a defensive strategy that can help you hedge a position um, that you might not know about it. And so if a strategy like that is of interest to you, I've been writing covered call strategies for over 20 years. I first started doing this in the 1990s. So I'm very familiar with it. If anybody would like some information, I've been hearing a lot more people talk about it in the news these days. I'm happy to go through it with you and see if it's appropriate for you. So you're a trendsetter. You were out there way before it became fashionable. <laughs> you know what? That is exactly what I, was, what I was saying to myself when I hear these people on TV talking about it like it just started. I'm like, I was, I was yeah. doing that in 1996, for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, that's, that's great. I, I love that. So we've kind of got the offense figured out. Uh, we, we now, I love the defensive strategy. So where do we go now? I mean, we got to go to the, the, the playbook. And, and again, that's up to the coach. That's you. Yes. You've got some great plays that you can send in to that quarterback. Yes, I do. And this is something we've been doing for a long time. And, you know, this is where we want to try to custom. We customize the portfolio. We want to make it, you know, as customized as possible for you and your situation. So it all comes down to this when we're talking and, and we find out, you know, what are you looking for? What are your objectives of the portfolio? How much risk are you comfortable with? What are your goals and objectives? you know, short-term, mid-term, long-term, things like that. So obviously we're talking about time horizon at the same point. And and then, of course, we get into taxes. And uh, when you start receiving income, we want to be very cognizant of the tax implications, right? So guys, one thing a lot of people don't think about when they're going to be retired is they got this million-dollar 401k plan, all right? The bad news is, is there are books out there that call that the retirement tax bomb. That's what they call it. Retirement tax bomb, meaning it could explode on you. Um, But what it really means is that you could end up paying paying more in taxes than you expected because those required distributions are going to come up. And on a million dollar portfolio, that's going to start off at a little less than 38, uh, what is it, 37 grand a year. So just starting off. um, And it goes up a little bit each year, your RMD. I'm sorry, 73 is the age that it starts now, if I misspoke. so it's important to realize to, to have different vehicles set up. So one of the things I like to do, I like to work with folks to set up tax-free options. That could be an a, a HSA, a health savings account, or it could be a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. So that'll give us a tax-free option when you're retired that we can pull from 
let's say if you're edging up or you're bumping up against a higher tax bracket, that's something we could then say, you know what, why don't we take the rest of our money for the year from the Roth? And that way you don't jack yourself up into another tax bracket and we can minimize the taxes that you're paying. So all of these things work in tandem, of course, and, and this isn't everything. <laughs> this is not an exhaustive list, uh, but also Social Security, your Social Security claiming strategy. And you should have a claiming strategy or at least have a discussion with some advisors that can help you optimize when you claim your Social Security. And that is a big deal. I mean, that is one of the most important, if not the most important decision a couple can make going into retirement. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It, it's a big decision. It needs to be looked at and can't be taken away. It needs to be looked at and evaluated and, and give it some thought. I mean, don't just don't go to the Social Security office one afternoon and sit down and make that decision right there. I would suggest, right, <laughs> think about it. Give it yes. some thought and some consideration because you, that Social Security check we all know you can claim it as early as 62, uh, and I hope everybody knows that that means you're going to get a forever smaller check than you would have if you waited. And, and on average, the Social Security check will go up about 8% every year you wait. And in fact, in fact, folks, it actually goes up every month that you wait. So you don't have to look at it and say, oh, my God, i got to wait another year. Maybe just wait another six or seven months. But it's going to mm -hmm. get you a bigger check, and it's going to be a bigger check for life. And you're going to get all the cost of living adjustments right on that bigger check. And so most of the research that's out there, Steve, you know what it says is that over half of the population, I think the, the latest one that I read said, I think 55 or 60 percent of the population, uh, what, what they went, what they did is they analyzed, just so you know, they went and analyzed thousands and thousands of people's decisions about the timing of when they first claimed Social Security. In other words, what age from 62 to 70? And the conclusion of the study said over half the population would benefit from waiting until 70. That's the conclusion wow. of the study. Barely 10% made the best decision by claiming at 62. And uh, it's just, the odds are just overwhelmingly in favor of waiting as long as you can, if possible, to 70. Because if you wait till 70, your check is going to be roughly double what it would have been if you claimed it at 62. Yeah, that's, that's just too hard to walk away from. You know what? I, I think it is because, guys, there's still nothing out there that guarantees you 8% per year. There's still nothing. <laughs> the highest I can find, I can right. get 6%. I can get a 6% guarantee. Um, but Social Security, again, it's growing at, um, at roughly 8% per year. And, and that's, that's, ver that's a virtual. I'm going to say that's a, got as close to a guarantee as we can get in today's world. Um, I, you know, yeah. obviously, there are issues with Social Security. Um, but my advice would be to look at your health, look at the health of your family. You know, your, how, what age, you know, at what age did your mother and father, how did they do? How did, how long did they live? Look at your siblings, um, and then try to make an evaluation of your health because obviously the single factor that's going to tell you if you claimed at the right time is how many checks did you receive and how much did that total, whether you claimed at 62 or 67 or 70, the idea is to get the maximum cumulative total. Now, I can tell you the math from 62 to 70, uh, if you wait until 70, it's going to take you until about 81 years old, maybe 82. It's right in their early 80s. It's going to take about 11 years for you to get back to break even. In other words, that many years of collecting a bigger check, now at the age of 81, you've received in total more than you would have received if you started at 62 because you got so many checks between 62 and 70. All right? Yeah. And, and so I think it's important to look at that. 
Um, so my and so my bottom line answer is: if you think you have better than a fifty percent chance of living past the age of eighty-one, my suggestion would be to try to wait until seventy to claim. Okay, but those are the discussions, the, the kinds of things that you'd have with with folks, with with your clients, with people who are interested in becoming a client. I mean, and that is insight that that really is, is invaluable and, and it's nothing that the Social Security Administration can give you. And I'm not slamming them because they do what they do, but they can't. No, I, I, I am aware of those rules and I, I think it's, you know, it's a li- fear of liability because um, they you know, oh, open sure. up the floodgates to lawsuits. Um, you know, and there's a plenty of you know, ridiculous, frivolous lawsuits in our court systems right now. So it, yes. it, it, um, it, but you know what? That's actually an opportunity, I guess, for a financial advisor like me. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, true. Absolutely. So I'm very happy. I've got I've got all sorts of programs, software programs and all sorts of tools that I can help you figure these things out. And now, obviously, if if you have a major health condition uh, or another reason why, you know, you don't believe you're going to have that long of a life, then it might make perfect sense to claim it at an earlier age. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. to take your time in making that decision, because once you do it, it's it's not irreversible. I believe you could actually claim for up to a year and then stop it and pay the money back and keep it going again. Right. But personally, who wants to who, do that? Yeah, exactly. If you've, if you've worked with a government agency, you probably don't want to do that. Okay. Cause <laughs> I, I think it could get messed up six ways to Sunday. Okay. So yeah, I, sure. I wouldn't take that chance. If you're, if you're uncertain and you're highly disciplined, what some people talk about doing is claiming early and putting all the money in the, in the stock market or investing it in a CD or a bond. In other words, not spending it, but saving it. Now, that potentially could get you more money if you make money with those investments, of course. Um, you know, but again, there's some risk to it. And so as long as the best interest rates I can find is 6%, but I know if I leave it with Social Security, I'm going to get 8%, I'm going to take the 8 That's that's And, and guys, guys and gals, if you're a married couple, whoever has the highest earnings history or who's ever just look at the page, look at, go to the Social Security website, make sure you set up an account. Make sure you check your earnings history that they didn't miss anything. I've talked several times on this show about how that did happen to me and my wife. They missed an entire year where they have a zero, where wow. they have a zero. Okay. And I, you know, I definitely made money that year. So, so, um, but it will, it reduces your benefit if they don't have the proper uh, earnings history. So make sure that's correct. And then whoever has the bigger social security check coming, that's the one that's most important in my opinion, that you wait, lo- wait as long as possible because when the first person passes away, the survivor is going to get the bigger of the two checks. They're not going to get both checks, but they will get the bigger of the two. Okay, and again, that's uh, that's all part of the that's all part of the plan, and yes. we know that going in. It, it is it is for sure. And I tell you, Steve, I can't I can't. I'm always surprised. It just happened again the other day. I met somebody, and um, I, I'm surprised at the number of what I have ran into the number of men that have that had jobs with pension plans. And they make their election by themselves, meaning when you get it, when you get most in most cases, all the pension plans that I've seen when a person's getting ready to retire, they have several options in terms of how they can receive that money. And the biggest check that they can get is if it's only going to pay them for their life, meaning it won't continue to the spouse or even or even a reduction. You know, some of them have an 80, you know, they'll get 80 percent or 60 percent or whatever, right. you right. know, um, but the biggest check that you can get is if it's only going to cover one life instead of two, right? Makes sense. And, but Makes what's sense. shocking to me is the number of cases I've run into where the guy died and then so did that pension. And he, boy, that's because sad. he chose to get the biggest check he could 
without even talking to his wife. And and now the wife is like, holy crap, I... I I should have killed him, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Any number of things, but but it's not, but it's yeah. but it's not good, you know. Now she's got a big hole in her in her, in her income, and um, and it's a problem because the women generally live longer, right? So guys, you know, I'd be happier, or guys or girls, anybody, I'd be happy to have that conversation, help you figure out before you make the election what is the best choice. That would have been a great choice if you had a if you had a nice life insurance policy, right? Because yeah, that sure. way that'll pay out to the wife and, and give you money and you can use that to replace the income. But there needs to be a contingency, a contingency plan like that so that she's taken care of in the way that you'd want her to be. All right. Well, let's uh, I mean, let's let's talk some more football. Sure. And, and you talked about some quotes. I want to this is a, this uh, this first one. I'm, I'm actually going to play the audio from it. It's from Herm Edwards. And, and obviously you're familiar. Yes. You play to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Of course it does. It always matters. It always matters. We all want to win. Yeah, we all want to win. I mean, it reminds me of, you know, my my son, uh, when he's, uh, what, eight, seven, eight years old playing baseball. And, you know, it's like, we don't keep track of score. Right. Every parent in the stand was keeping track exactly. of score. Exactly. It's like, come on now. That's just, that's just un-American. <laughs> that's right. It's, well, of course we keep track because we want to win. It's like that, it's pretty much the basis for all sports, isn't it? I mean. Right. I mean, of course. You're trying to win. You're trying to beat the other team, you know. And, and so, yeah, that, that never made the whole not keeping score thing never made sense to me. I, I think what it did is give us a whole, a, a whole generation of uh, entitled individuals personally. Uh, <laughs> well, I think you, you're you know, right. They, they, they want to get paid well, and they don't want to have to work, and they certainly, you know, they should just get paid. <laughs> and anyway, uh, before I get off topic here, but I think some of those quotes are, are good. I've always, I've always, you know, I like that. There's one by J.J. Uh, Watt. You know, gentleman used. Oh yeah, right, used him. to you played played a little while for the Cardinals, and uh, unfortunately, good for him. He's retired. Um, and 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 what he said was this: if if you do the bare minimum, expect bare minimum results. And I, I think I just think that's a great line. I, I always uh, growing up, I had posters on my wall with these quotes because I find them very inspirational. And and sometimes, you know, I think it's good to look at these things. If you're uh, if you're maybe losing your way or if you need a little inspiration, get some of those motivational books and read some of the quotes, read some of the thoughts. I think there, there are some very, very smart people, you know, that uh, just something that they mentioned one time, maybe it'll help you out a little bit. But I think I think with retirement planning. The same thing is there in financial planning and accumulating wealth. You got to put in the work, right? You're not going to have the success until you put in the work, and it's going to take a lot of work. And but a good advisor can help you get there by making sure, giving you a second opinion, so you can bounce ideas off of, helping you to diversify, and maybe help you find opportunities. You know, a lot of times clients have told me, "I don't know where you find these stocks." You know, because I I I, I uh, I'll buy a lot of companies for my clients that that are more like mid cap or small cap companies, and most people mm-hmm. most people have never even heard of them. Um, you know, but they, but you know, the, generally speaking it's working out very well. And, and sure. so I think that that's part of some, what's a lot of folks don't realize is there's a lot more out there than just an S and P 500 index fund. All right. And, and no question you can buy an index fund and, and you should do just fine. But if you want to beat the market, you need, you need an edge, you need some other research or you need somebody that can help you do it. And that's where a good advisor can also help you. In addition to all these other things that we talked about. You know, earlier. So the the uh, the quote from Bear Bryant really inspirational to me. 
So it's uh, so Bear Bryant says it's not the will to win that matters. It's the will to prepare to win that matters. Yes. <laughs> and that yes. I mean, that ties right into retirement planning. I mean, you got to have a plan and, and you've got to prepare. You got to prepare. And, 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 you know, Jerry, Jerry Rice had had a good one, do, too. He says, today I'll do things that others won't do. So tomorrow I can I can accomplish what others can't. And, you nice. know, nice. I like, I, I like that, too. And I think. I think that's, you know, it actually reminds me of one of the things when I first came into the business, my manager, you know, they'd give these speeches and, you know, me, they call them meetings, but it's a speech and, you know, every day and try to motivate people. And what he would say is that, that to him, the best way for somebody young in a business to succeed is you find out who's ever coming into the office first and find out when they're going to be there. And you get there right when the first per- those doors open and you stay as long as you can until they kick you out of the office at night. And if you put in more work than other people are willing to put in, then you're going to, just like Jerry said, Jerry Rice said, then you're going to have accomplishments and you're going to accomplish more than other people accomplish too. And I like and it. And so I think, I think it, it just comes down to the work, right? Putting in the work. And in the investing world, the good way to do this is to get started early and then to be consistent with it, right? But a lot of us, you know, if maybe you got off track, maybe you borrowed money from the 401k or something like that, I can, we can also help. You make sure you're on track, um, you know, later on in life, or even if you get started invested later, get get started investing later in life. There are still things that you can do uh, that we can get you on track and make sure you've got the money that you need. Sure, and and again, I love this one from Peyton Manning. Pressure is something you feel when you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and and that one, yeah. that one hits so home too, you know. And that's actually what I thought, what I used to think. Um, I, I may have mentioned it on the show before, you know, when a lot of people have, have a fear of public speaking and, and they sure. don't like getting up, up in front of a group and talking. And I've always, I've been surprised so many times because I'll meet people that are like very social, right? They love, they talk to everybody, but they don't want to get up and speak in front of a group. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, when I was young, I was shy. Uh, but as I got older and matured and I realized that when you're speaking in front of a group, if you know what you're talking about, there isn't any pressure. They're just like Peyton said, right? Right. It, it, it's something that you have, you know, it's something you feel when you don't know what the hell you're doing. If you're prepared, if there's anybody looking to do public speaking, just read, study your material, know your material like the back of your hand. And I don't think you'll feel any pressure at all. I know that was the answer for me because I, I used to do a lot of seminars, uh, dinner seminars, lunch seminars, you name it. Um, sure. Yeah. That's the key. If you know your material, you know what you're doing, you're prepared you won't feel that pressure and you should perform really well. Sure. And again, so we were talking just before we got started, the market's kind of having a great day. It's going to probably end the week pretty good. You think I do. You know what? Well, okay. That, I, I don't know if that question was a setup because this, that could be a trick question here, Steve, because we have a lot of earnings. Oh no. A lot of earnings coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, so okay. the market does look really good. It's trading near, near its highest levels. Actually we've ever seen. The economy is doing well. We had the central bank, uh, you know, boss, Jerome Powell, uh, had his meeting again this week. Um, and they said, he said, I, I think pretty tactfully that, you know what, guys, looking for a cut in interest rates in March might be a little bit too soon. And a lot of people thought that was going to be really bad news for the market. Temporarily, it was we, as we dropped that same day, but bounced back the next day. And that, I believe, is because the earnings that did come out came out very good. Like Google announced earnings and, and some other ones. A lot of big tech companies are announcing this week. Um, and so unless we have a warning, let's say from Apple that is due to release numbers, if they give a forward looking number that is less than the market's hoping for, 
that could tank, that could bring down the market on a short-term basis. But I would say to use any weakness as a buying opportunity. I would have a lit. You want to put together a list or be in contact with your advisor so that you can be watching for the companies that you like, that you'd just like to buy it at a little cheaper price. When the market sells off, that's when you do that. The other day, earlier in the week, when the market sold off, I actually stepped in and I bought more NVIDIA. And at the time, it's kind of like you have to hold your nose a little bit sometimes. It's like, okay, I'm not mm -hmm. really sure, but it seems like it's a good buy. And you know what? The next day it was up several points, so I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. And again, these are the kinds of things that, that that's so important to sit down with you because you know you've got thirty years doing this and helping people. And and really through all of this, the thing that I've I've learned, I think, from you is is your passion for teaching that drives you. I mean, I, am I right in saying I, that? You know what? I think I I think you are. I do I do enjoy, I I enjoy helping people figure out you know find solutions and and, yeah, and solve right. solve problems. You know, I, I I like to solve problems and help people do that. And, you know, if anybody would like to talk, guys, I'm happy to answer your questions or give you a second opinion on, on your portfolio without any charge. And ob there's no obligation and no pressure. I'm not a pressure guy. What I'm looking for is to build relationships with my clients that I hope will go on for years and years and years. And that's what I feel is, is the best you can get from an advisor when you have a good relationship that they know you and they know what you're trying to do. They know, you know, what you like and don't like. And, and, and of course, how much risk you want to take, things like that. But I think you ideally, you want to have a long-term relationship with your advisor, just like you would with, an, with your accountant and with your attorney and hopefully with your doctor and your dentist. I think long-term relationships are the key to getting the best results uh, across the board. Sure. And um, again, on that note, I've got to ask you, who are you, who are you like in the, in the Super Bowl? Oh, God, that's like another trick question. You know what? I think, I'm going to say I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I would actually I, – okay, I actually think the Chiefs will pull it out, but I'd actually like to see the 49ers win it. Because, well, yeah, that young quarterback on the Niners is, is just an impressive oh, kid. Oh, Brock Purdy is yeah. – you know what they called him? Mr. Irrelevant because he was the very, <laughs> the very, very last pick of the draft. The very last pick of the draft. Now, he's coming up against Mahomes, two-time MVP, right? Two-time Super Bowl winner that this week in the press, they're talking about his dad bod. <laughs> and, and, yeah, right. And surprisingly, he doesn't, you know, I don't think he looks that great. But, but you know what? <laughs> you can't argue with his numbers. You can't argue with his success. No, you really can't. And can. you know what? But that's the reason I'm pulling for the 49ers because I love the underdog story. And, and a lot of people question Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Um, but his numbers have been fantastic too. In fact, I think he's an MVP candidate as well. Um, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of rhetoric about how, you know, he didn't even make a million dollars last year. <laughs> so Man. poor little Brock. He's still making his rookie contract. Right? Poor huh? Brock Purdy. He only made 800 some thousand. So, so uh, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let, you know, those tears won't go, go too far. Well, no, but I mean, again, but then you look at Mahomes and how many millions did he make? Oh, God. He's, he's, do you know the Chiefs actually voluntarily gave him a raise because they felt he should be the highest paid quarterback in the league? Voluntarily. He didn't even ask for it. He's getting like $50 million a year now. So, so anyway, but guys, I hope, I hope you know um, that, that uh, you found the show enjoyable. I was able to answer some questions. I think the markets look good. Use weakness if you're a long-term investor. Use any weakness to add to your holdings. Um, if you're close in that red zone, make sure you're playing some defense as well.
information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, members FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.